The Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You ready? Here we go. You're listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In today's episode of Tech It Up Talk, I have the pleasure of having Miss Chanel Johnson straight out of Atlanta, Georgia. She is a science specialist and technology integration coach and founder of Be Syntastic LLC, a company that supports science content, pedagogy, and transformative technology use infused all into one. She has served countless students and educators since 2009, focusing on the areas of math, science, instructional technology, and coaching. Chanel believes in the power of community and collaboration through being a part of countless professional learning networks, often sparked from social media platforms such as Twitter. She has presented at numerous national and local conferences, served as vice president of Georgia Science Teacher Association, and is ITSE certified ASCD's Emerging 2019 leader, a Microsoft Innovative Educator, a Flipgrid Ambassador, and so much more. And I have the pleasure of having her here today on the Tech It Up Talk podcast to grace us with her knowledge and her experience in instructional technology. So I would like to give a warm welcome to the Steminist herself, Miss Chanel Johnson. Hi. I am so excited to have you here today. Um, I know it's been a pleasure. We've talked about doing the show for some time. And so to have you on today is such a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to all the knowledge you're going to share with everyone today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Mack. And I just say you have an amazing speaking voice. I just had to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, can we just in one word, just describe what your work has been this last school year in education. Ooh, during the pandemic. (laughs) Yes, during the pandemic. Um, It has been intentional. Mm, I I like that. Extremely intentional. Um, I think the reason, you know, we want to help support teachers the best we can, but this time we all had that in line focus. How are we going to deliver the best instruction to our kids in this virtual space? So being extremely focused on what do the teachers need? What can I give you quickly? Because whatever I'm giving you now, you're literally gonna have to give it tomorrow. So I can't give you everything. I can't give you too much. So being very intentional about what I give, how much I give. All right. Well, the goal for this episode is to discuss technology and education, some best practices for instruction and pedagogy. And I'm hoping that we can inspire teachers and leaders in today's digital age. And as we just mentioned, COVID-19 has had such a major impact in education and has uh, caused many educators to rapidly adjust their instructional practices uh, throughout this last year from different modalities of instruction, the face-to-face, virtual, hybrid, and now some school districts are returning back to -to face-to-face. And so, of course, your knowledge and your experience 
and your services uh, can support and inform other educators to enhance their instructional practices. And so we'll start with you just sharing with us more about Be Stemtastic LLC <laughs> and what solutions you provide through your company. So Be Stemtastic is pretty much aligned to who I am and what I believe. And my focus is so much on not not just technology and not just the content of science and math, but making sure that we're teaching them all together. So when I'm giving, when I'm teaching an instructional technology tool, I'm not teaching it in silo from the content. I'm very intentional about how I deliver that. And I've recognized over time that there's a need for that. Um, so Beastemtastic is in that regards. I've also worked with coaching, um, just coaching different instructional leaders and working through the um, coaching model and also curriculum writing. I've wrote curriculum for different companies using the NGSS standards and using our standards GSE, which in a sense form is modeled from NGSS. So a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, let's think about this course of the school year. And as you supported teachers throughout the year, uh, what were some of the challenges that you've observed or discoveries for teachers? Um, one of the challenges, so during the pandemic, I was, I transitioned to a new district. So I left the district that I was at for 11 years. It was my home. And of course you leave on a good note, but I transitioned and the running joke is I am a pandemic hire. So, <laughs> so the challenge was, and we spent the majority of the year in my new district virtual. My challenge initially is I have a job to do. You don't know me. You've never seen me before face to face. How do I one, get you to trust me? How do I get your buy-in? How do I allow you to allow me to support you? So that's been the challenge initially. And once I got out of my own head and just did my natural, just did what I naturally do, which of course starts with positive relationship building, everything began to flow. So did you feel it was a, a different way to build relationships virtually than you've done in the past? Um, actually, no. No, it, I mean, because when it comes to developing positive relationships, in my opinion, it doesn't matter what the platform is. Like me and you, for example, we've never met in person. Right. But we can chop it up for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we can chop it up for hours. But um, so I think just understanding the platform, whatever the platform is, is you. Be your authentic self. Right. Of, I'm the same person virtually as I will be face to face. And keeping that in regards, I thought it was easy. You know, I, I agree. I thought it was a lot easier for me to connect with teachers uh, video. I don't know if it's because we're closer uh, together within the, the video platform um, than it is in in face to face. But it, it has been the most, um, I'll say the year of me meeting so many different people and being able to connect. Mm -hmm. And who would have thought that we could do it just via video? Um, and which I'm going to now kind of transition to my next question, because, you know, a lot of this year, they've talked about learning loss and um, as a result of the pandemic. And so, you know, for me, one of the positive things that we were just talking about is being able to form those relationships and get a uh, network and meet more people and uh, develop those key um, relationships a lot easier in person because we're more flexible with time. But 
what are your thoughts as far as the uh, impact of the pandemic in education in regards to your work? Hmm. Um, let's see. It's about that learning loss word. Um, I've always, I've had this belief of you can't lose what you didn't have. Yes. Um, so I'm not really a fan of the word, but I understand what it means that I may be a fourth grade student and these are the standards that I, sh these are the standards and skills I should have due to the pandemic and whatever, I didn't get the opportunity to do that. Um, so I get why we're saying it. I just, I'm just not a fan of the word, but um, the challenge, I think, ooh, there was so many challenges, um, just the accessibility of, of devices. And wow. even if your district provided devices, it's the accessibility to the actual internet, to Wi-Fi. You really, you really had a chance to see what, and not just students, cause I support teachers as well, but you really got a chance to see in their life what they're going through and hopefully it allowed people to be more empathetic to um so i think the first challenge is seeing other people's reality because you know we have our perceptions of people and what we think you should be and how we think you should be but when you actually saw some of the things and there were some things that went viral um yes <laughs> and some of them were funny but then it's not because you have to think about it. like these are people's realities and you're focusing on whether my child can multiply and add decimals but we have other issues that are going on and i think those challenges being able to move forward knowing those challenges and trying to do the best you can to provide for those students yeah you know and for me that that makes it more of a positive component it's like like you were saying, reality is now alive and you have to accept the reality of what a lot of our students are enduring at home. And, you know, I think if we weren't in this position uh, before, we probably we probably noticed a few little things when they're in person, but not necessarily as much when um, you kind of see their engagement here, how they interact with their family or whatever the case may be. But it definitely opens up that empathy component, which is very in part important part of of instruction and social emotional learning and so a lot of times i don't think teachers realize the uh, need or the intent for social emotional learning but i think one of the positive parts for me is what you just hit on uh, was definitely that reality check um, for a lot of educators of what our students are experiencing a reality check for where we are instructionally um, and i know that like I'm, I'm with you on the learning loss word it's, it's not i'm not a fan favorite of it either um, however, I mean, we lost some time, but I think we've gained so much um, that we probably haven't measured just yet because they weren't in place before. Um, mm -hmm. And so I am really looking forward to next year and next school year. And I know a lot of these states are going with their standardized testing and comparing scores and say, oh, school uh, students have dropped scores. But we've just shifted a complete change of what they've been accustomed to. So the drop is expected. But what gain can we take from that going into the next school year? <laughs> and Absolutely. so for me, yeah. And to your point, I like how you mentioned this about, we're gonna look at standardized testing to measure success. Well, those aren't the only measures of success. And, you know, I know there are gonna be a lot of principals who are gritting their teeth and, oh my goodness, like next year is gonna be that year. And hopefully people above them are gonna be empathetic as well. That, like you said, we just got out of a pandemic and the skills we gain, we, you have teachers who are trying skills that they probably vowed they would never do. But yes. here, 
you got three, four, five screens. You got the Zoom going. I mean, you doing everything. And then even students, people assume just because they are that generation, they're so good at technology. They're good at the technology that they want to be good at. They can TikTok all day long, but that doesn't mean that I can, you know, shift command B, whatever. You know, that doesn't mean they know those simple things, but they learn. I mean, I've seen yes. Some. yes. Including the the little ones too. I'm just thinking about how Ooh. much my daughter. She's uh, just turned six, and I, I mean, I don't think that she would have been able to do a lot of the things that she was able to do this year. And I think uh, a lot of our teachers take for granted the capability of what students can do when they're exposed to different things. And it may not be comfortable when they're learning the process, and maybe a little bit frustrating, but. That still is um, a part of that uncomfort of, um, and I'm going to get to this next part, failing forward. <laughs> and so <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to that. So you and I had the pleasure of connecting through Dr. Sharon's book collaboration in which we are both contributing authors and the Women Who Lead in Technology book. And that was just released this year. Um, and the book features dynamic women in various fields of technology. And you and I both share our journeys as educators. Now, one of your technology tips in the book that I love, which connects to my point here, was centered around giving ourselves permission to fail, which, you know, that aligns to my personal values and is uh, something that I often support other educators in trying to embrace. Um, and I love how you coined the term tech-tastrophe. So <laughs> you share with us, what do you mean by tech-tastrophe and its relevance for educators to consider? Ooh, a tech-tastrophe, when you have everything going and all of a sudden your technology just go kapoop. <laughs> I mean, an example I think I shared in the book, I'm doing a professional development. I mean, everything's going well, but guess what? My computer just flat went out. I mean, it just straight died. Why? Because I forgot to plug in the charger. I, I totally forgot. So what do you do with that? You, you know, it's, hey, y'all, I'm sorry. Give yourself permission to fail, embrace the catastrophe, move on. And acknowledge that it happens to all of us. Because for yes. me, it was like, oh my God, the day is over. <laughs> but you know, my the um, teachers that I was working with that day, they just, Chanel, you're fine. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of that too, you know, from your, especially when we were virtual, from your your kids popping in your video streams when you're trying to to work or, you know, just us getting started with our podcast today. You, you know, technology is just having uncertainty sometimes. And so I really liked how you put giving yourself mission to fail. And that's really how we become successful. So I, I look at failures as our opportunities for success. And I think once teachers, and I know it's frustrating because some teachers, you know, they have to have it together, right? Um, but I, I love how you uh, preference that. And I might take it to <laughs> start using it myself. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for, uh, for sharing. And so uh, let's kind of move on to that. So, you know, what advice would you give for teachers and, and leaders, because we can't leave them out, um, mm -hmm. who are looking to return back to face-to-face -face instruction, especially those who are looking to return back to their normal after their catastrophes? <laughs> Listen, we will never be back to what we were and don't force it. Like, I think one of my biggest fears is that um, we're going to try to go back to what we were, that you're going to let go of the Google Classrooms you were using. You are going to let go of 
you know, Microsoft Teams and just go back to what you were doing. Take those skills you had and embrace it and fix it. All right. Yeah, I mean, I like that because, um, you know, before COVID, these were these tools were in place already. These aren't new tools. A lot of uh, teachers were already leveraging them to maximize their instruction. And so I think it's really important that we continue to take the skill sets that we have. And I know that it was like a frustrating process for many teachers. And it was also an enlightening process for many teachers to take with them as we move into um, this new, I hate to say new normal, but our, our, our new educational pivot um, in education. And just imagine how we've been doing things so for so long the same way mm-hmm. probably you and I were in school and we have teachers still trying to teach in that same modality because that's what they're comfortable with. Um, and so um, to my next question, so what advice for those teachers who are comfortable or those teachers who are looking to learn do you have for educators that are looking to further develop their digital skills or technological pedagogy? My one, let me start with the first tip. Um, definitely don't try to learn everything at once. That's number one. Don't try to learn every single tool at once. Pick your three to four that you like. And of course, be intentional about the tools you want to use. Have your tool that's going to be, you know, that you're going to have to deliver your content. Have your LMS. Have your tool that is going to allow students to talk or create. Just have, be intentional about the tools you want. Don't feel like you have to learn what's popular. You don't have, a new tool is developed. When I tell you every single day, my advice is you don't try to learn too much at once. Pick your three to four tools that you like or that you're interested in. Take your time mastering those skills. Go through the professional development. Connect with those tools on Twitter because the greatest professional development is on Twitter. I promise you. Um, And collaborate. Connect. Try things out and be okay with failing. You know, we talk about that often. Give yourself permission to fail that you might not know what a certain feature is and that's okay. And another one, you might have students who use that exact tool last year in their class or maybe their mom's an educator or they just straight up know the tool. Take that opportunity to be co-learners together. Let them show you. Can you imagine how empowering a student will feel? Oh my goodness. Dr. Matt just asked me to help her use Nearpod. Think of how empowering that feels and what type of relationship you just fostered. Right. Well, I know that's a little radical, um, but trust oh, no, me. Not at all. Yeah, and I was gonna say, cause you, I, I know you've mentioned um, in the book talking about personal learning networks. And so and I don't think that teachers realize that that is an option for them or even know how to, uh, about I don't know if we kind of push it. We talk about personal learning communities in the school, but not necessarily our own personal learning networks that we can grow from. And so what advice would you give to teachers to kind of join or become a part of a a learning, a personal learning network? So interestingly, I was very similar to the teachers that you mentioned that I thought, you know, whatever was in my four walls, that's where it is. And I challenge and someone challenged me Think beyond your four walls. Think beyond your district. Think beyond your state. Okay, that's great. How do I do that? Go to Twitter. Make sure that your Twitter, you know, some people have their personal Twitter, but then have that educational professional Twitter. And the thing that I started with, I started following 
um, tech tools that I like. So I start following your FET simulations, your flip grids, your near pots, because from there, it introduced me to other people who are using it. Engage in Twitter chats. I mean, Twitter chats, they're, they're not so often, they don't come in so often as they used to, but back then, engaging in those Twitter chats, you're getting to connect with people who are all over the world, but they share similar values to you or they challenge your own thinking. You know what? I want to learn a little bit more from you. So I'm going to connect with you. And then when you start connecting, it's not just so much of just follow and move on, engage with them, look at who they are, respond to them, get to know people. You don't have to know their business, but just get to know their journey and what you can learn from them and what you can offer. That has been honestly the game changer or that's what's um honestly put me in a whole different projective in my career just because i develop a professional learning network and some i like to call a professional learning family which comes from sarah thomas who's also in our book yes what organizations i know you, you shared that you're an ambassador for um different things so can you share how teachers could also become or i guess they were interested in going that route so flipgrid ambassador um they actually just released their new set of ambassadors so the first step is use flipgrid get engaged with the tool um become a certified educator they have different levels and different things that you can do from there so again Follow the tool, engage in the tool, use the tool, and share your resources, share your ideas. When I tell you Flipgrid gives such good customer service, I like to call them the Chick-fil-A of EdTech. Because you know, when you go to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> you get a good experience. You Chick-fil-A of EdTech. <laughs> you always get a good experience with Flipgrid on Twitter. And they make you feel so, oh my goodness, so important. Because they're, they're so responsive. Um, so that's my advice. Find the tool that you like, engage with them, follow them on Twitter, um, look at their ambassador programs and join. All right. I like that. I like that. And so that brings us right to our next segment. So it is time for Get Your Tech Together. And in this segment of the show, I would like for you to share some must-have tools you feel educators should have in their digital toolbox. Well, you heard me talk about Flipgrid. That is a tool that is universal. Um, and woo, they've done, they've come a long way with Flipgrid um, field trips. So definitely everybody needs to have a Flipgrid in their life. Nearpod, I mean, I'm very much equally technology as I am instruction. And Nearpod just brings it all together and assessment. So Nearpod does so much. I'm all into that. And um, this one's a little specific to a content, but I'm gonna say it anyway. If you are, cause this helped in the um, science, this helps for science educators. You know, we're used to doing our labs in the classroom, but in the pandemic, what do you do? I can do a demo, but using those simulations like FET simulations, explore learning, those were some of my go-to tools. And one more, Screencastify. Um, that was another tool that saved my life this year. You know, I, I, you know, Screencastify was saving, um, I guess, my life for many years. And I think a lot of teachers have started embracing screencasting because it's definitely a tool that you can leverage to 
maximize instruction. So I am here for Screencastify. And, and you know, what else I like about them, um, and there are some other good products out there, but I think they have a um, great in-depth uh, resource library for teachers specifically and mm -hmm. leveraging um, Screencastify and giving them ideas for um, implementing into the instructional process. And so that was one of my favorite um, to share as well. Okay, and so, and for our last segment, I was like for you to uh, share your top three tips for teachers to walk away with um, and so that they can share with me which tip they thought was the best and they can connect with the Tech It Up Talk podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk. And here, I would like for you guys to hear Chanel's top tips and be sure to connect with us on Twitter and share what tip Chanel gave was the best. So Chanel, can you share with us your top tips for educators to walk away with? My top tips for educators to walk away with, one, um, just like we spoke about earlier, pick your top three to four tools and embrace those, learn those. Embrace your tech catastrophe. It's going to happen. You're not the only one that's gone through it. You're not the only one that's ever going to go through it. Embrace it and, and acknowledge it. And then the last one, again, that permission to fail. You're not going to get, you might not be the Flipgrid master in one day. It's okay. You may make a mistake in front of your students. That's okay. Embrace it. Because what you're modeling to your students is that you're human. And when they make a mistake, they know it's okay. Right. Yes, I like that. Well, thank you, Chanel, for joining us today. Um, I am looking forward to inviting you back on again as I have a, a topic I think you may be interested in, but I would love to have you on the show. But before you go, can you share with the listeners how they can connect with you and become a part of your network? Absolutely. Number one, I am on Twitter. That's pretty much where I live. It's at DC underscore STEMtastic. Um, I'm, I'm the follow for follow rule. You follow me, I follow back. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much where you can find me the most active. All right. Well, it has been a pleasure having the STEMinist on herself. And so I would like to end the show with the STEMtastic. Yay. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. <laughs>